Thanks for listening to the Seeds Church Podcast. If you're in Middle Tennessee, we'd love to have you join us in person for one of our services. Check out SeedsChurchTN.com for times and locations. Today, you know, Jamie and I uh, have been going, what do we need to hear from the Holy Spirit this week? What do uh, the people of Seeds Church need to hear from the Holy Spirit this week? And as we've been discerning together, um, we went back to this whole theme of strong families that we've been in. And when I think back to November, when the Lord started laying this on my heart and started whispering to me that, hey, 2020 was going to be the year of strong families at Siege Church. I never saw any of this coming, <laughs> but I'm so glad that the Lord started preparing us yeah. as a, our families, as a church family yeah. in the beginning part of this year before we got to the middle of March. And I'm so glad because I feel like we have been able to step into this season of quarantine, into this season of, of chaos in the world, but yet still stand on this firm foundation because the Lord was preparing us. And, and it's not time to give that up. You know, right. it's still the year of strong families yeah. at Siege Church. Amen. Well, actually, I, th- I think this time period that we're in is creating strong families. Um, we had a Zoom staff meeting last night and uh, I just, in that moment, was like, huh, this is the perfect opportunity because what a, what a better way to work out all the kinks in your family than to be completely quarantined for four weeks together. <laughs> But honestly, it's such a great opportunity for us to grow closer, to really be able to, even just in our family, we've had some hard conversations, some tough conversations about things that we're seeing in each other that needs to be worked out. And I I truly believe that's iron sharpening iron. That really is creating strong family units. Don't shy away from those moments. Yeah. I want to encourage you, lean into those moments where there's a little bit of tension in the house. Sit down together and say, what is this? Where does this come from? And and That's let's good. invite the Holy Spirit into this tension and say, help us walk through this to create a stronger family. Yeah. yeah. Let's go back to the definition real quick of what we've been using for strong family. Strong family is a group of people that may or may not be related to each other by blood or marriage, but they are committed to mm-hmm. each other. They love each other and they take care of each other, having the power to succeed through demanding circumstances, withstanding great pressure staying firmly established without being disturbed, upset, or affected, even if there's not enough toilet paper in the house. <laughs> so, um, I mean, this is this is what's going on. This yeah. is what the Lord has for us right now. Yeah. And a few weeks ago, we talked about that strong families are thankful at all times. If you guys remember, uh, I think it was um, the, the first Sunday in March, we talked about mm-hmm. this. And as we've been discerning this week, Like, well, Lord, what do you have for us? We feel like we need to come back to this point that strong families are thankful at all times. We didn't know this was going to happen, but here we are. And now is the time to be thankful. And as you know, we've been drawing a lot out of the book of the Ephesians, where Paul writes this letter to the church in Ephesus. And he talks about the glorious, amazing things that Christ has done and what the, the gospel means to us in the first three chapters. And then he has this little connecting word in the very beginning of chapter four. It's the, the word is this, therefore, which means God has done all these things. And now, therefore, this is how it should affect our lives. Mm-hmm. And he goes on, and he says a lot of things. And then in chapter five, he says this, and we, we've read this scripture and we've taught two different points on this already. 
he says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. This is Ephesians 5.18. Be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. So we said, if you remember, strong families worship together. And then this is the next part of that verse. Give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we, we talked about this, that strong families are thankful at all times. Now, we have to remember the context of which Paul wrote this letter to the church in Ephesians. He was in prison in Rome for anywhere around two years already. Mm. These are like, this is not like the prison system that we have in the United States, you know, where it's kind of like Club Med. This was harsh <laughs> conditions, right? Right. And in the midst of this, he's telling the church in Ephesus, give thanks in all kinds of circumstances, in everything. In, even in quarantine. In, in quarantine. In your quarantine prison, quote unquote. In quarantine, give thanks. <laughs> and this is not the only time he says that in, in his letter to uh, the Ephesians church. Yeah. In Ephesians 1.3, he says, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Mm. So you see, thanksgiving and praise are connected. Thanksgiving and praise are bonded to one another. So he's saying all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Ephesians 1.6, he says again, So we praise God for the glorious grace he's poured out on us who belong to his dear Son. Skip down to verse 15. He says, Ever since I heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus, I like that, strong faith, strong families. Ever since I heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I've not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly. And then if we skip over to Ephesians 3, verse 20, a lot of us know this scripture. It's a pretty famous one. He says, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Mm. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. And, and I'm seeing what's going on here is Paul's communicating this to the church in Ephesians or in, in Ephesus. And, and I think what's happening here is what he's saying is we take our eyes off of our circumstance. So thanksgiving means we're taking our eyes off of our circumstances, which are temporal. Circumstances are temporal. And it puts our focus and our attention on the faithfulness of God, the faithfulness of Jesus, which is eternal. Yeah. It's unchanging. Yeah. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jamie, what do you think about this? <laughs> what do you think about strong families give thanks? Well, I think um, in this season, for sure, um, it's, it's really easy to get caught up and all the media and all the bad news. And there is a lot of bad news. But I think we have to remind ourselves of the faithfulness of God, remind ourselves of the goodness of God and the things that He's done for us. And, um, you know, I lean back often in Proverbs where it talks about a merry heart is good like a medicine. Yeah. And even through um, moments of this where I have felt maybe an anxiety try to come on me or even depression try to come on me. You mean anxiety and depression have tried to take a hold of you? They have. <laughs> they have. Um, um, I have really even just battling my own um, sickness through this whole process. I've been really battling for about a month some illness and anxiety has really tried to come on. It's not to me. corona, y'all. Well, 
Uh, the, the deal is for me is that what has, has come on to me is that I'll hear these whisperings as you probably have in your life where you hear this like, you do have it or or what if this takes you out or all of those barrage of, of horrible thoughts that come in from every direction. But if you fix your eyes, if you fix your heart upon the faithfulness yeah. of God and remind yourself that he is for you, he is with you, he's not against you. And then also lean into the scriptures, stand on the scriptures, yeah. remind yourself that in Proverbs, it does say that a joyful, cheerful heart brings healing to not, not just the body, but also the soul. And so you can lean into that and remind yourself that if I can find the joy of the Lord, it will be my strength. Amen. It will be my strength through this. And so um, whatever, whatever it is you need to do to remind yourself and bring joy in. But what I see always going hand in hand with joy is Thanksgiving. Yeah. When Absolutely. I find myself not being joyful, I go to this place of, okay, what is good right now? What is good in my life? What is God doing? What has God done? And remind yourself, bring yourself back to that place of just Thanksgiving. Yeah. It, um, it reminds me of Philippians chapter four, when Paul says, think on these things, things that are noble, things that are just, right. things that are of good report, things that are reputable. If there's any virtue, if there's anything good in it, think on these things. Mm -hmm. And the way that you put it is much better than the way that I put it, but joy and thanksgiving go hand in hand together. They do. Uh, you've, you've heard me say this, maybe, uh, probably you've heard me say this, some of our church family, the happiest people that I know are the ones that are filled with the most gratitude and the most generosity. Yeah. And I think generosity goes hand in hand with this as well. Mm -hmm. Like all these things are intertwined and connected together. Thanksgiving, focusing on the on the faithfulness of God, joy, generosity. Mm -hmm. And when you have all that, man, you are building a strong family. You're building a strong faith in you mm -hmm. and you're building a strong family with those around you. Yeah. And I just this week, we had so much fun creating these different um, Corona care packages. What is that? What we were calling them? Quarantine. <laughs> the quarantine, quarantine care, care packages, packages. Um, and and taking them, delivering them to people. The the thrill and the joy that it brings just to a one see someone come to the door who hasn't seen a human in a moment, and see them light up. But then to deliver something that they may be in need of, that generosity in this time where people are so selfish to be generous. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah. It really is just so much fun. We delivered a care package to one of our neighbors, just a couple doors down uh, recently. And I saw them, their family out for a walk um, a few days ago after we had delivered that care package to them and they saw me and man, they just lit up and they just, they just, um, you could just see that that little mm -hmm. um, act of kindness kindness to them really that the show yeah. of kindness the the act of being the hands and feet of christ right. to them uh, and just in such a small way it meant a lot to them yeah and i just pray that all of us in the church as we are continuing to show kindness to our family to our neighbors uh to those whoever we have contact with whether it be virtual contact or whether it be actual face-to-face -face mm -hmm. contact, mm -hmm. that it, they would experience the love of God through it. Yeah. I think I've been so completely proud of our church. Just 
watching, um, even on social media, just seeing um, all of you loving on each other and taking care of each other and checking in with each other. It, it makes me extremely proud to call you my church family. Yeah. Um, I'm reminded of a verse in Colossians that says, every time, every time I pray, I thank God for you. And I really do. And I think that this season um, has brought about thanksgiving in my heart towards my church family. Just even even the simple acts that we've we've received some amazing things this week. Um, a homemade cake, yeah. gift cards. My favorite lotion showed up at the door yesterday with a smile from one of my good friends. My favorite lotion. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, just these little things that seem um, so simple. But in this time, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, my friends, those things. If you have a thought like maybe I should do this for someone, just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Um, they really do bless people, even if it's a little thing. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't think we need to wait um, to you know, be given permission. Yeah. Like, just go. Just yeah. go into all the world. Go into all your neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. And, and preach people. the gospel. Show them be the, the gospel. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah. I, I think we need to bear the burden of responsibility and not wait for someone to tell us that we need to go do something. Like we need to reach out to people. Yeah. If someone is on your on your mind, you don't have to question or second guess. Like, well, did the Lord put that person mm-hmm. on my mind? Mm-hmm. Just go with it and yeah. call them or reach out to them yeah. and care for people and find, well, yes, yeah. reach out. Yeah, and if you are on the opposite end of it and you're feeling lonely, don't sit there and waller in your loneliness. Right. Reach out to people. You will receive reciprocation if yeah. you will be the one that will instigate a conversation, I promise. Because people are hungry for a relationship right now. You're not sitting there alone in this. We all are going, man, I wish someone would reach out. Yeah. Even those of us who are the reachers. Yeah. It's so nice to hear from someone that they've thought of us, that they care for us. That's so good. That's so good. This week I've been on many different Zoom calls, Zoom meetings. Um, with people in our church, with other pastors around the country. Um, and, and it's been such a blessing, that technology. And and there's been meaningful conversation that mm-hmm. has happened. There's been ministry that has happened. Um, it's been fantastic. I remember going back to Thanksgiving. Our family has a little tradition where the night before Thanksgiving, we go out and do a progressive dinner with our family. So the first stop will have appetizers. The second stop will have the main course. The third stop will have dessert. It's a, just a fun family tradition we stumbled onto a few years ago. But one of the things that we do every year is at each stop, we go around the table and we say something that we're thankful for. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about that this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you, you, you've got a, a challenge for people, huh? Yeah, well... Um, you know, when we started doing that a few years ago, I think this is our fifth year of doing it. And Jocelyn was quite a bit littler at that point. And sometimes when you do something like this, you get really silly responses. And that's okay. You're priming the pump within a child to say, I'm going to start thinking about thankful things. What am I thankful about? And it may be something as silly, you know, as their teddy bear. Let them say that. Let them, you know, own that moment of being thankful for that thing. But the more that you talk about what you're thankful for and the older your children get, the more you will see these answers become so life-giving to you as a parent 
um, it becomes life-giving to them as a child too. But I want to encourage our families this week. Um, if we're giving out homework weekly, let's do homework, yeah. shall we? Um, I We're all in our homes. I want you to take whatever you have, whatever that might be, and have a Thanksgiving meal. You don't have to have ham and turkey. You can have chicken. You can have ground beef, whatever you got. Um, for those of you that are vegetarians, you, you can have Brussels sprouts. I don't know. <laughs> but make yourself a Thanksgiving meal, something a little bit more extravagant than what you've been doing every night, and sit down at the table as a family. And I want you to implore each of your family members to come up with three things that they're thankful for and watch how it changes the environment of your home. Watch how it changes yeah. the um, atmosphere yeah. when you begin to create and cultivate thankfulness in your home. And if it starts right there at your dining room table, then I want you to close your time together in thanking the Lord for all that he's doing yeah. in this time. Point your kids away from the fear and point your kids towards what God might be doing in this moment in your home. God is doing, not might. Yeah. What God is doing in your home. Take their minds off of anything that would cause anxiety or fear in them and put it on. God, we thank you for what you're using this season for. We thank yes. you for all these things that we have shared around this table, that we can set our hope upon you, upon your faithfulness. And we bring thanksgiving to you. We enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. And watch what it can do inside of your home this week. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so good. Um, you know, some of the things that our kids were thankful for this year, this last year. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to rattle these off so you can just kind of hear some of the examples. Um, Jelana said that she's just thankful for a mom and dad that love each other. Noble said that he's thankful for people that stick by our, by our side. Jocelyn was like, I'm thankful for clean water. Mm -hmm. Jamie said she's thankful for healthy children. I said, I'm thankful to God that he makes all things new, even yeah. in the midst of of the world that we're in right now, he's making all things new. And one of the things I was thinking of is while you were giving that instruction to our, our church family is what about, um, you know, our church family that are, are single and they live alone, you know, what, what, what can they do? Well, I want to encourage you if you're single and you live alone, uh, call up some friends, call up several friends and to say, hey, we're all going to at this time have a Thanksgiving dinner together and get your computers out mm -hmm. or your phones and do a Zoom call Or a together. FaceTime. If you don't yeah. know how to Zoom, FaceTime each other. Yeah, FaceTime, Zoom. Uh, you can get that app on your computer yeah. or on uh, your phone. It's really easy. Mm -hmm. uh, we even have made a tutorial on our website on how you can download Zoom to your computer and mm -hmm. how you can use it. But uh, get together. Yeah. Even if you can't be in the room yeah. physically with people, you can be in the room virtually. virtually. Yes. And uh, have that Thanksgiving meal yeah. together. It'll yeah. be great. As we're getting ready to close today, um, I just wanted to take a moment and pray a psalm over you as you are getting ready to embark on a week of, of spending time thanking the Lord. I thought it would be best to pray Psalm 100 over you. So, um, Heavenly Father, I just come to you right now. And we just remind ourselves to make a joyful shout to the Lord. We serve the Lord with gladness and we come before his presence with singing, knowing that the God that he is, is our God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. 
We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. And we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. We are thankful to him and we bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. So God, I thank you for each and every family that is a part of Seed Church, that this week they will rise every morning with thanksgiving in their yes. hearts. At noontime, they will celebrate your presence and thank God for all that he has done. And when they lay their heads down at night, they will remind themselves of your faithfulness. God, we just honor you, we bless you, and we ask that you would provide protection and healing over every home, over every family that is a part of our church, over every home, over every family that's listening to us this morning. Spirit of the living God, invade their homes with your comfort, with your presence and your guidance. And Lord, I thank you that as we come before you with thanksgiving, that you replace in us the fear and the anxiety with joy. Yes, God with joy and we thank you that that merry joyful heart is good like a medicine to our body and to our souls we love you jesus we honor you in your name we pray amen 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 you know i want to encourage you uh today with this one word when we were in prayer this last wednesday which i want to encourage you uh you, you can tune into facebook live on wednesdays at 7 p.m right here on our uh, Seeds Facebook page. And we're still having prayer and worship live. But one of the things that came out of our prayer time this last week is that Jamie was praying that we would be moved by compassion. We'd be moved by compassion. And, and that triggered inside of me that, yes, let's not be immobilized by fear, but let's be, like Jesus was, moved by compassion. Yeah. And being moved by compassion is more than just feeling sorry for somebody, it's doing something. Yeah. It's doing something. So this week I want to encourage you to do something. Thanks for listening. Stay connected with us at SeedsChurchTN.com and on social media. Our mission at Seeds Church is to help people discover who God created them to be and equip them to do what He called them to do. One of the easiest ways you can help us accomplish our mission is by simply sharing this podcast. You can do so by subscribing, leaving a review on iTunes, or sharing it with your friends on Facebook. Thanks again for listening. We hope to see you soon.